Hey everyone, welcome back to the No Like and Trust Show. We are going to be talking about marketing fatigue today. Welcome to the No Like and Trust Show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your no like and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, so I know that this is a little bit of a different event than the kinds of things I normally talk about on here, and it's a little bit more of a lofty topic, like kind of like more philosophical, right? But it is something that needs to be addressed because marketing fatigue, if not handled properly, will lead to overall burnout in your business. Obviously, no one wants that. But also, it's that that hamster wheel feeling. And I know I talk about the hamster wheel of content creation quite a bit on this show, but that hamster wheel feeling can really apply to anything you're in your business. And anytime you feel like something's just oh, never done or, oh my gosh, we got to do that more again, like what is going on here? That right there is fatigue. And if we don't handle it, like I said, it's going to lead out to burnout and you're not going to be able to serve your clients as well. Your income will probably take a fairly drastic dip at some point. And ultimately, it's going to end up with closed businesses that never had to be closed. So that's why we want to address it. Now, if you aren't still sure what marketing fatigue is, I want you to think about it like this, braces fatigue or mask fatigue. So this idea of fatigue like this was introduced to us by our orthodontist. My nine-year-old has braces and somewhat recently someone was like, wow, like they're doing braces really young these days, huh? And yeah, they are. I mean, this is like way younger than I had braces, I know. So when we were first referred to the orthodontist, I was like, yeah, no, he's eight. Like, why would we do that? And our dentist said, well, you know, his teeth are kind of wonky and it's going to be increasingly difficult for him to brush and floss properly until all of his adult teeth come in and they are ready to be straightened. So I just, I want a consult. And then we went to the orthodontist and they're like, we want to do two phases. And my first gut reaction was like, yeah, no, I'm not paying for braces twice. This is a money grab. I am not here for this. But the orthodontist explained it to me like this. Our son has multiple problems in his mouth, of course. His mouth's pretty small, so he's got you know wonky teeth, his palate is the wrong shape, and he has a pretty severe overbite. And he said, you know, for us to correct all of those problems, it would be at least three years straight of him wearing braces. And what we have found is that kids just aren't compliant for that length of time. Anything longer than 18 months or so, their compliance level dips way down, and then ultimately it takes either longer for them to have their treatment or the treatment never fully finishes and their teeth revert back to how they were and they go into adulthood without all the benefits of braces, despite the fact that they had to wear them, right? So once it was just explained to me like that, I said, oh, yeah, so we are doing this. We are paying twice the amount, of course, but we are doing this to help prevent that fatigue. Now, if you've never done the braces thing or you don't have kids with braces, think of it like mask fatigue. So I don't know where you are at in the country or the world as you're listening to this or when you're listening to it. But at the time I'm recording this, our state just reinstated a mask mandate for all indoor locations, vaccinated or not. And, you know, I am a team player for most mask things, but it is really difficult for me at the gym. So this morning I worked out and then I went to the shower and I forgot to bring my clean mask with me. I only had like the sweaty, gross mask and I didn't want to put that back on after I took a shower. So I walked from the shower over to like the locker without a mask. And I got the dirtiest look from a woman passing me in that very wide, spacious hallway. And I'd also like to point out there were only like five of us in the locker room. It was totally fine. But I got that dirty look and I was like, hey, like, 
I just worked out for an hour with a mask. I am doing my best here. I just had a, you know, 10 second slip up. Like, don't give me the dagger eyes. But that right there is my version of mask fatigue. I just don't want to put the mask back on at the gym. And I definitely have only worked out twice this week as a result. So mask fatigue or braces fatigue, right? Those make sense to you. Now let's translate that to your business. And we're going to talk a little bit about marketing fatigue. So when you start feeling like, oh my goodness, I have to do that again, it is time to take steps to combat this marketing fatigue. If you don't, again, that burnout issue will rear its ugly head. But how do you combat that marketing fatigue? What are the steps that you should actually be taking? There are three things that you can do. The first is looking at what you can pare down. The second is what can you fully release? And the third is what can you just say no to? So I'm going to dive into each of these in a little more detail here. So what can you pare down? One of the things I talk about with all of my clients, whether they're doing done-for-you content work with me or they're just kind of building their own you know, DIY content creation, content planning, visibility strategy, is that it's always going to be smarter for you to condense your creation time. That is why I introduced the show-up system. Do a bunch of content brainstorming now, plan a bunch out in a batch, and then everything kind of just happens for you the rest of the week or the rest of the month or whichever kind of batching that you choose to do. It's why I introduced that content template system in the show up system so people would have the tools to condense their creation time. And that goes for I mean, really any business activity, but, but specifically any marketing activity. You know, if you're creating, you know, brand awareness videos for ads and things like that, don't create one every day, do all five on one like specific hour time block or or you know however it works for you. But when you spread things out, you definitely have that like, oh, I'm doing this again feeling. It's not fun and it definitely will lead to that fatigue. One of the other things that I have done to decrease my marketing fatigue is I hired a podcast manager several months back and it has been fantastic. Shout out to Haley here, the heart-centered podcasting if you're wondering, but it has really released a bunch of regular activities from my weekly schedule, my weekly calendar. Some of those things are things that cannot be done until the week before the show. So it's something that I wouldn't have been able to batch. Other things are things I probably could have batched. I just never really got around to doing it that way. But either way, paring that stuff down and hiring someone to help me with that has really decreased the fatigue I feel around creating a weekly podcast here, right? So the second thing is, what can you fully release? So I hired a podcast manager. That was me paring down because I'm not fully releasing the podcast creation. Obviously, I am here talking to you guys right now. I am 100% the only one that can record this. But I was able to release some parts of it, which was paring down. So what can you fully release? And one of the things you can do right now is choosing to be on just one social media platform. Maybe for you, that means you are literally not on a platform. You post nothing. Maybe for you, especially if you're a show up system user, you are primarily on one. You're only engaging on one and you have a limited presence on some other platforms using the show up system templates so that it can, you know, be an easy way to add to your content system activities. Or, you know, can you outsource your ads if ads are a part of your marketing world? What can you fully release, allow someone else to completely control so you are not in the daily grind activities of it? And then third is just simply saying no more often. 
And this one's hard for a lot of solopreneurs. This one's definitely hard for the type A kind of people. But once you start getting used to it, you're going to almost become addicted to it, probably. You're like, ooh, what else can I stop saying yes to? What else can I just not do? And an example in my own business for this recently is I had participated in a giveaway at the end of July through the beginning of August. And it was great. It was a wonderful list building activity and it worked out really well. I had two more requests like that come in on the heels of that giveaway. One is another giveaway coming up this autumn and it looked like a good opportunity. So I did decide to participate in that. And I was like, okay, so I had one affiliate promo period at the beginning of August. I'll have another one at the beginning of October. I was like doing the math in my head and like that's two months in between. So I won't create like an email list fatigue issue and it also won't feel so heavy for me. But I also had some other requests. I had one of my clients who was doing an affiliate launch that she asked me to be a part of, and it was right on the heels of that first giveaway. And then I had another content launch that a friend of mine was doing that's going to be right at the end of September. And it was probably something I would have normally participated in. It's a product I definitely agree with and I have taken and I could do like a legit affiliate promo period over it. But I had already committed to this other thing at the beginning of October. And I said, you know what? I just don't have to do this. This is not something that has to be a part of my business. So learning to say no more often and as a result of these things, not having to market as much with my list, with my social media audience, all of that is something I'm doing to set healthy boundaries in my business and make sure that the marketing fatigue doesn't even become an issue. I'm preventing it before it's happening. So if any of these things sound familiar to you, if you feel like marketing fatigue is something that's a real problem in your business right now, I would suggest you go through each of those three things. You pick one thing that you can pare down, one thing that you can fully release, and just commit to saying no to at least like every other opportunity that comes your way for the next quarter. And then you can kind of reevaluate, hey, what's working? You know, did my overall lead generation suffer as a result of me paring these things down or releasing them? And if not, if it didn't suffer, if you're still in the same profitability zone, maybe it was something that you didn't ever have to be doing in the first place. And this has been a huge business lesson for me over the years. You know, I have talked on the show a couple different times about how I took quite possibly the longest maternity leave ever. It was almost two years long. And one of the reasons I did that is because I had serious marketing fatigue when I kind of started pairing things back. And I actually, at one point for a solid year of that time period, had my revolving monthly business expenses down to less than $100 a month. In my case, that was paying things for like Adobe Creative Cloud and paying for certain, you know, like $9 a month services and things like that. So I I had it scaled back so far. But one of the reasons I did that is because I had huge burnout and fatigue from all of the things I had been doing prior to me making that decision for that really long maternity leave. And one of the reasons is that I was actually doing a lot of busy work, things I was doing in the name of working, in the name of promoting and marketing my business. But as it turns out, they weren't actually producing that many leads, and that meant that they weren't producing that much income. So when I came back to my business, I committed to less busy work, I also, when I relaunched this podcast, for example, said, you know what? Yes, it's a weekly podcast, but if I miss a week, it's okay. No one's going to come screaming at me. And I think I've only missed like two weeks, I think two weeks since I came back. That was two years ago. So, you know, only two weeks over the last, you know, 100 weeks or so. That's not bad, right? 
But neither of those times did anyone say, hey, what happened? I didn't see your show on Monday. We make these things really big in our head. So as you're looking at what you can pare down, what you can fully release, and what you can say no to, yes, there may be a few people here and there that notice a few of these things, but that's not everybody. You don't have a responsibility to be perfect all the time. Obviously, mastery over perfection, right? But in addition to that, when you're looking at what you can pull back from to decrease your marketing fatigue, it's often things that you're doing that aren't tied to results. And that is why in both the show up system and in Content Lab, my last modules, my last trainings are all about measuring your results. I love having consistent content. You guys know I preach and live and breathe by it. But if that consistent content is not pulling in results for your business, you need to know that. And the easiest way for you to know that 100% is to be measuring what you're doing. So when you are appropriately measuring what you're doing, it's a lot easier to make these decisions. What can you pare down? It's a lot easier to decide what to fully release because you can actually start looking at which things are not pulling their weight in your business. And those are the things that you can kind of put on the chopping block. All right, guys, I hope that helps. Marketing fatigue is a real thing. I don't want you to experience it like I have in the past. So if you just take a few moments to internalize these three steps to avoiding it, I think you are going to be much happier as a result. All right, this is the part of the show where I hope that you reflect and realize how much value you have received from the content in this episode. And if that is the case and you have not yet rated and reviewed this podcast, will you please take a few minutes to go do that? It's probably going to take you 30 seconds, but it's going to do me a world of good because one, it helps other people find this great content. And two, it really gives me some clues as to which pieces you guys want to hear more about and how I can further help you. All right, guys, see you next week. 